0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I hope everyone is doing great out there. I just want everybody to know I use this podcast to show my enjoyment in music and other forms of entertainment, but mainly music. Not really sure who subscribes. Would love to hear from you who does. And I would love to uh, know what you would like to hear in the podcast. Meanwhile, this episode is going to be me discussing video music documentaries. Now, there is a lot out there and I'm hoping at some point to sit down with a group and converse about some of our favorites, but I figured I'd go through Rolling Stone's 70 top documentaries. Keep in mind this is their top 70. I uh, interlude with my thoughts on my favorite as I go through this process. I also discussed the ones that did not make it to the list, and I would love to hear what your favorite is. Being different generations, being different eras of music, everyone would have their own, I'm sure. I've had a lot going on lately. The content has not been coming out as much as I would like it to be, but I am hoping here as the next weeks progress, we will see this rolling through a lot more. It is important to do what you love. and to strive to want to have some kind of ethic when you are driving that thing you love. Consistency can be hard, especially with um, other obstacles in life, but it is important to find those moments to do the things that you love. And this is one thing I love. I enjoy doing this as much as I can get it out. I like when the conversations flow, so I generally like to do it with a group of people I was talking with one of my good friends the other night about how much i really love when it comes together have a lot of things in the works to try to get that going there is some major major groups of friends that are out there that are how should we put this um audio files just people that know everything that's going on in music there's a few people I would love that hopefully have someday on this show that are in our group of friends that are just amazing at just knowing what albums and eras and musicians and things like that. When we discuss these things, I know there's listeners on the other side that enjoy that too. Sometimes people aren't aware of these things and that's why we have so much enjoyment getting that out. Knowing that information and uh, just showing how much we love the music we love. So, With that being said, here is Rolling Stone's Top 70 Music Documentaries as of 2019. Giddy up. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Scenes. The music that made us. Happy to be back, folks, here music seeds the music that made us today we are going to be discussing music documentaries and this could be anything that's been done in the last 50 years or so folks so we're gonna be all over the place here this was part of Rolling Stones top 70 in their opinion best documentaries for music there's a few that were not in there and I bring those up at the end And there's actually quite a bit more I'd like to bring up at some point. Hoping to have an open discussion with some of my friends on this here. So without any further ado, let's get rolling on this. At number 70, Rattle and Hum by U2. A little story behind Rattle and Hum by U2. Back, I'm not sure what age I was when that movie came out, but I remember I was not old enough to go see the movie, They Live. A movie that started, at that time, Roddy Piper and Keith David. It was a John Carpenter movie. And this movie is now considered a cult classic. If you have not seen it, I recommend it highly. But I was just thinking that when Rattle and Hum came out, me and a bunch of my friends were supposed to go see that. Eventually I did see it. But we snuck in to see they live instead. Rattle and Hum was in 1988. Also, it, this was the follow-up to their Joshua Tree tour. This was at the peak, the, the the gigantic peak of their American tour. Here, it was documented in Rattle and Hum, a very well done documentary. Probably perhaps my favorite album by you 2 Joshua Tree. That's up for debate, and that's another podcast. Just the filming of it was done really well. The documentary was filmed by Phil Joanna. Probably screwing that name up, J-O-A-N-O-U. Obviously, the band's in it, but it has a special appearance by Mr. B.B. King himself, who is no longer with us. It was a cool song that came out, When Love Comes to Town. So, number 70 on the list of music... Documentaries, You too, right on home. So, I'm not going to be saying every one of these, but the ones that definitely stuck out to me I will be um, talking about. Number 69, Back to the Edge again. It Might Get Loud, which stars The Edge, Jimmy Page, and my favorite, Jack White. An excellent documentary about guitarists and where they came up with their sound and how they credited their sound and the music they made. I just recently watched this again, I think for the third time. Uh, It was a few weeks ago and still holds up really well. If you like uh, documentaries about guitarists and about three legends, one that definitely influenced the entire generation of rock and roll, check it out. It might get loud. Number 63, Concert for Bangladesh. George Harrison, my favorite Beatle, did this benefit concert, which had a slew of who's who's, and then in no particular order, who was on this list of quite impressive uh, artists, Bob Dylan. Ravi Shankar, Ringo Starr, Eric Clapton, Leon Russell, Billy Preston, the man himself, Phil Spector, who at this time, um, as as far as we know, wasn't murdering anybody. This uh, concert, though, in all seriousness, was a benefit for humanitarian and relief funds for the refugees of Bangladesh in the 1971 war. Um, Ex-Beatle at that time, George Harrison, organized the concert. That was back in August 1st, 1971 at Madison Square Garden in New York. All the uh, aid was there to help out with that cause. Number 62, Rust Never Sleeps, Neil Young. Neil Young has had quite the array of live material. He's worked with a a numerous amount of different artists, but this here is one of his particularly favorite bands to perform with, and that is Crazy Horse. I remember this album, um, hearing it growing up. My dad had this part of his collection. And one of the songs that it sticks out that I love on here is Hey, Hey, My, My. If you like a little snapshot in Mr. Young's life here, uh, check out Russ Never Sleeps. This one, I was a little shocked. It was um, all the way up there. Um, I thought it would have been close to like the top 25. However, it was not. And I recommend this one immensely. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is 20 Feet to Stardom, which stars one of my favorite singers, Darlene Love. Lou Adler's in this documentary, Patty Austin, Chris Boddy, the, the trumpet player, Mary Clayton, Cheryl Crow, Judith Hill, Sissy Houston, Mick Jagger, Bette Midler, Bruce Springsteen, Sting, Martha Wash, Maxine Waters, Stevie Wonder, David Bowie, David Byrne, Ray Charles, Clarence Clemens, Joe Cocker, Perry Como, David Crosby, Chris Franz, Talking Heads. Anton Figg, George Harrison, Jerry Harrison, Michael Jackson, Elton John, Tom Jones, Spike Lee, John Lennon, David Letterman, Niels Lofgren, Leonard Skinner, Kylie McNogue, Pelly Preston, Keith Richards, Leon Russell, Phil Spector again, Paul Schaefer, Ringo Starr, Rod Stewart, Tina Turner, Luther Vandross, Charlie Watts, Max Weinberg, Ronnie Wood, Tina Weymouth of Talking Heads, Also, and many more. This documentary was about the backup singers that, believe it or not, you will hear in some of the biggest hits that you've ever heard in rock and roll music. It focuses on them, it's a spotlight on them, how much it brings harmony to some of the biggest bands in their popular music, but we have no idea who a lot of these people are, so this opens up your eyes to who these people are. And how much they influenced the sound in which you're hearing. 20 Feet to Stardom. You can get that out on HBO Max. Number 55. History of the Eagles. If there ever was a brutally honest documentary on a band that was huge, this would be one of them. This was quite a treat. Because you got to see all the dirt and grime when it came to this band. And all the shit they went through to become who they are. All the changes in the band all the drama in the band, all the excess. History of the Eagles, obviously stars Don Henley, Glenn Frey, Joe Walsh, Don Felder, Randy Meisner, and many others. It also talks about how Jackson Brown was living downstairs from Glenn Frey back in the day. It talks about how Kenny Rogers was one of their first big break. Allison Elwood directed this. It's one of the best music documentaries about a band you can get out there it is a little long though just so you know it is i think about three and a half hours long something like that there but it's really well worth it i'm not sure which platform it is on right now it doesn't say so good luck finding it the history of the eagles number 52 long strange trip That title alone should tell you who this documentary is about. It's actually a look at the 30-year career of The Grateful Dead. This is now, I believe, on Prime Video. If you get a chance, check it out. It is really long, also. I believe it's three episodes. Obviously, they extended it out pretty long, but it goes through the good amount of their life and career. Talking about The Grateful Dead, of course. Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir, Bill Kreutzmann, Robert Hunter, Mickey Hart, all of them, folks. It goes through all their life, and all the band members, from all their days back from San Francisco, what they are doing now. Check it out. Long, strange trip. One of my all-time favorite documentaries, Height, which I actually own, is about the Seattle scene back in the 90s. The documentary is covering basically the gross and succumbent overexposure of the Saddles grunge music scene in the early 90s. The world of quote-unquote grunge, not some of our particular favorite word examines the Seattle scene as it became the focus of emerging punk rock heavy metal and innovation building from grassroots self-promoted and self-recorded and to the breakout success of bands like Nirvana which brought the record industry to the Pacific Northwest a phenomenon was born more than just an examination of the music this is a look at how this artistic movement became a societal and fashion trend and a major effect on American culture. It also just shows you that hype, quote-unquote, isn't always what you think one band is going to be compared to another. Some bands that they thought were going to be more successful than others, obviously, when you look back at this documentary, you can see that. However, I still listen to one of my favorite bands from that era, and that is Pearl Jam, but it also goes into depth, obviously, here about Nirvana. It also goes and talks to people about the Sub Pop Record Company, which dives into that a little bit. There's also a documentary on Sub Pop if you get a chance to check it out. But this is hype. It came out, obviously, back in the 90s, 1996. It was like four years already into this grunge scene to the demise there pretty soon. I think it was 96 or 98. It goes through all my favorite bands like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. This is one of these documentaries where, if you live this era, when you watch this documentary, it definitely uh, brings back some memories. Hype. You can watch that now on freebie. And at 49, Meeting People is Easy by Radiohead. This is a documentary that came out in 1998, around the time the OK Computer album came out, which is considered one of their best albums. One of my favorite artists I've seen live a couple times. And also, I've seen the side project, The Smile, which was really good also. Meeting People is Easy, Radiohead. If you love really good alternative music, check it out. Number 48, Shut Up and Play the Hits, LCD Sound System. This was a band that broke up and then got back together. This documentary is one of the quintessential um, alternative documentaries that's out there. If you get a chance, check it out. I am trying to break your heart, Wilco. Jeff Tweedy and Wilco. This is from the Foxtrot Hotel album. Definitely check this out if you love really good alt country rock. I uh, am hopefully going to check them out this summer at Red Rocks. Number 46, George Harrison, Living in a Material World by Martin Scorsese. Came out in 2011. This to me, is one of my all-time favorite Beatles documentaries, and obviously it's mainly about George, but it is so well done. It is a 2 um, disc back in the day. It's a really long documentary. George was my favorite Beatle. I said that in a past podcast. This is one of the best directors directing a very well-done documentary. His name will be mentioned quite a bit throughout this list. Martin Scorsese has done a tremendous amount of great documentaries. This one is no exception. George Harrison living in a material world. You can check it out on Cello Concerts Now. This one I just recently watched and I've had it in my hub for a while and I do not know why it's taken me so long to watch it. It's so remarkably poignant at that time. This was filmed shortly after Dave Chappelle left The Chappelle Show and went on to do his own things. This is Dave Chappelle's Block Party. It came out in 2005. It's a who's who of great R&B and hip-hop for that time and era. It uh, has The Roots, before The Roots went on to do The Tonight Show and blow up even more. It has Erica Badu. It has The Fugees and Lauryn Hill. It has Mo and Talib Khloe. It has Jill Scott. It has Common. It has John Legend, J. Cole, Big Daddy Kane, amongst many others. It was uh, directed by Michelle Gondry, who is of The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, one of his best movies. He also went on later to do a movie with the most deaf called Be Kind Rewind that also included Jack Black. That is number 45 folks, Dave Chappelle's Black Party. Check it out if you want a little piece of uh, time history there as far as like it was a big transition for Mr. Chappelle. Really well done. Number 44, Buena Vista Social Club. Came out in 1999. This is from the album that was successful from 1997. It is a documentary about aging Cuban musicians whose talents had been virtually forgotten following Castro's takeover of Cuba. And we can thank uh, Ray Cooter, who came out of retirement to do this and travel to Havana in order to bring these musicians together, resulting in one of the most triumphant performances of extraordinary music and resurrecting the musician's career. Buena Vista Social Club. If you want some very well done international music, something that is in the hearts of a lot of us, check it out. Number 43, Sign of the Times. Prince's highlights from his 1987 European concert tour. 11 of the tracks that are on this concert slash movie. This is probably considered one of his most critically acclaimed albums. Not commercially successful, but critically acclaimed. I own this album myself. This movie slash documentary is a great snapshot into time after his purple rain decadence. Shili is definitely um, highlighted in this. I uh, recommend this if you are a true lover of music and if you are a Prince fan and ever seen it you must see this. 42. Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 The Metal Years. Released in 1988, this is part two of a documentary that we will be bringing up here later in this podcast. This one is mainly around the Metal Years. It's a great snapshot into the time and era Of 80s metal. There is a who's who of metal artists that are in this. Penelope Spears is the director. It talks with Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Kiss, Lemmy, Ozzy, Poison. A lot of the bands that were really popular during this 80s metal time. Number 40. A favorite of mine, Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage came out in 2010. It is a very in-depth look at the Canadian rock band all the way from their progressive rock sound from the 70s to their current influence um, they have definitely had had a major influence on a lot of different musicians you're going to see in this documentary everybody from like Trent Reznor, uh, Kirk Hammett, Jack Black, Billy Corgan, Zach Wilde, Taylor Hopkins, Les Claypool, and even Stephen Colbert. This band has influenced so many people. I was lucky enough to have a surprise visit from Alex and Getty at the South Park anniversary show at Red Rocks last year. When they came on stage, the audience lost it. This is a documentary for true progressive rock fans, and if you're a Rush fan and you haven't seen it, what the hell are you doing? Number 39, Rolling Stone's Rock and Roll Circus from 1966. This was actually not released until 1996 to purchase. It was filmed before a live audience at a North London TV studio. And it also has a who's who of different musicians. Everybody from Ian Anderson and other Jethro Tull members, Tony Iommi, Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, Keith Moon, all of the who, Taj Mahal, Marion Faithful, John Lennon, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Yoko Ono, Mick Jagger, Brian Jones, Bill Wyman, Charlie Watts, all of Rolling Stones. It is definitely one of my favorite little gems to suggest to people. I actually have this on CD, and it was one of these albums I remember coming across when I worked back in the music store days that I was like, well, how did this never become popular? And then um, now it's considered one of these cult uh, classics from the Rolling Stones number 38 Kevin McDonald a great documentarian and filmmaker release this top 10 favorite of mine an in-depth look at the major influence legacy and music of Bob Marley the documentary is called Marley it came out in 2012 it is an in-depth look at his life and influence it has all his family members in it It is such a well done documentary that I highly suggest it to you. If there was one to check out out of all all the ones I've said so far, this is definitely one I would definitely put in that category. You can actually get it on Prime Video right now to rent or buy. If you want an in-depth history of somebody that was a major influence, just not in music, but in reggae music, check it out. Number 37. Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars. This was from a historic concert back in July of 1973. The Concert of the Leper Messiah. This was actually David Bowie's last concert with the Ziggy Persona and the Spiders from Mars. It has a great soundtrack to some of his earlier hits, slash Classics. It is also a great snapshot into that time and era of Bowie's life, who would go on to even do more influential music. If you get a chance to check it out, you can get it on cello concerts that Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars. This next one I actually was able to check out on Netflix. You want to talk about a snapshot to a time and era of one of the greatest musical influences of all time, who's going to be mentioned on here, a few times uh, Bob Dylan it's the Rolling Thunder review it came out finally in 2019 and it's another Martin Scorsese directed documentary that he took from footage that was filmed during that time it is an interesting story It is somewhat like a fantasy when you watch it and there's a quite a bit of surprises in here people that pop up like Ginsburg and others but there is a very young Teenage Sharon Stone that pops up in this her mother took her to the concert and there's like a snippet of her at One of these shows and it's kind of crazy to look back that you know, this person would eventually become a um, famous actress This is also just him trying to reinvent himself During the mid 70s. It is a, a great little snapshot into his time in life during that moment so that is 70 down to 36 of Rolling Stone's top 70 documentaries of all time. I uh, love watching musical documentaries just for the mere fact of it's great to get this history of music that you, you know, if you don't have the time to sit down and read a good book, which I love reading biographies myself. But if you don't, I mean, it's a good way to get a good snapshot into their lives and times of this career of these artists. It also is a great way just to sit around and enjoy Some really great music. What I love about music documentaries is that they can also give you this inspiration, give you this um, motivation that art is one of these things that no matter where it comes from or what it sounds like, you are basically giving your all into what you love and what you do. And the reflection that it gives out to the fans is really great. I love... Musical documentaries for that reason that I love the way they make you feel and like motivate you I hope to actually get in depth in this conversation with some of my good friends at some point when we have a sit-down I just thought it'd be really cool to go through these and Definitely give you a chance to kind of uh, think about some ones that maybe you would want to check out I'm hoping to get some more content out here in the near future working on that it's been kind of a busy actually winter season for me and for others and so we're finally sitting down and um, planning some stuff out. It should be interesting to see what we come out with here in the next few months. Meanwhile, I hope you check out the next episode which will be number 35 to number 1 of Rolling Stone's Top 70 Documentaries and then eventually at some point we'll do some biopic ones. If you have any questions, you can get a hold of me through email at ozomatfan87 at gmail.com. Also, get a hold of me at Music Made Seeds at Facebook. TikTok is Johnny Come Lately. And then you can also get a hold of me on Instagram at Johnny Evans or John Evans. Would love to hear from you. Would love any input you would like to give. This is a very amateur podcast, folks. Not trying to save the world in any way here. Just trying to get some enjoyment out there with the love of music. Until next time, do your best to take care of each other out there. Hi, this is Johnny, I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Scenes, the music that made us.